Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 142 of the Mo Money Podcast and another episode in my listener series. I am your host, Jessica Morehouse. Thanks so much for joining me for another listener series episode. This one's a really good one. Also, we'll start getting the wheels turning or getting you thinking about uh, taxes because, uh, y'all, it is almost tax time. So just... Uh, you know, don't be afraid. Just be prepared. Um, and so for this Lister Series episode, I am talking to Grace. Uh, she is a uh, self-employed tax consultant, uh, but she didn't always. She actually came from the corporate world not too long ago. She's newly self-employed. Uh, I think she just hit her year mark. And uh, she did some crazy... Okay, let me, we explain all this in the, in the um, episode, but I, I still kind of think her, her story's a bit like, wow, I don't know if I could do that. She is originally from BC, like me. She moved to the States for university and then moved to Ireland because uh, she got a job offer. And she's she's there right now. She's been there ever since. And at a certain point, she uh, wanted to go off on her own, leave her corporate job. And now she lives in Ireland and is self-employed. Look at that. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that amazing? Uh, so we talk about her journey, how she, you know, uh, why did she des- decide to do this, how she was able to do this, and uh, just some things that uh, people should know about taxes, especially when they're a digital nomad like herself. So this is a super awesome episode. Um, And again, if you're a listener, well, you are because you're listening right now. If you have a story and you would like to be featured on my listener series, uh, just go to the show notes, jessicamorales.com slash 142 uh, for some more details on uh, what that means, how to get in touch with me. Um, But I'm always, always looking for new guests to have on my show for this listener series. So don't be shy. I I don't bite, and I'm actually really, really nice. I promise. All right, without further ado, let's get to that listener series episode with Grace. Thanks, Grace, for joining me on the Mo Money Podcast. I am so glad that you uh, reached out, uh, because I don't think I've had an expat for my listener series yet, and you're very unique. And you're from British Columbia, so that was always fun. Hi, Jessica. Super happy to be here. Yeah, always happy to chat to another British Columbian. Yes. And you also said that you uh, went to SFU. That's where I went too. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So that's fun. Love it. Yeah. So tell me a little about yourself. So currently, you know, fast forward to now and you're uh, an expat living in Ireland, living my my dream. Sounds so lovely. Um, But before that, obviously, you're from uh, Mission BC in BC. (laughs) Mission BC in BC. I don't know why I said that. Um, (laughs) I went to SFU. Uh, How did you get to a point where you decided to literally move out of the country, move completely? Like, like I tell everybody this. Like, I complained about how hard it was to move cities (laughs) in Canada. I can't imagine how it must have been moving countries. Well, you know, it was it was kind of easy the first time. So I, as I said, yeah, I grew up in Mission. It's a pretty small town. If anyone is from BC and has happened to have been through there, it's a stopover on your way mm-hmm. out to Hope, really. Yeah. Um, and uh, pretty much as soon as I could, I got out of there. I moved to um, Burnaby Mountain, went to yeah. SFU. Yeah. Uh, but then partway through my degree, I transferred to the University of Washington in Seattle. Oh, wow. So my first kind of ex- sort of expat stop yeah. was... Um, Seattle, but because I was, you know, 20 and didn't have like really anything, um, it was an easy move. Um, And then I happened to graduate from University of Washington, got a job, ended up staying there for a while. Um, And then through my my former um, employer, I had the opportunity to move to Ireland. So I did that in June of 2016. 
So that, that felt like a bigger move because I was, you know, that much further advanced in my career. Um, although I was always sort of a minimalist, so I didn't really have too much like, you know, stuff to worry about. Mm -hmm. I just kind of sold the bits of furniture I had in Seattle and, um, said goodbye to my friends and jumped on a plane really. Wow. What made you want it? Like, cause I think a lot of people would have our time making that decision because, you know, it's not just moving to a new country and that sounds exciting, but you're, yeah, leaving your friends behind, your family behind, everything that you're comfortable with and you're, you know, yeah. moving to, even though Ireland, I mean, they speak English. So you've got that. It is a very different culture and different people. And like, and I assume you moved by yourself and didn't know anyone there. Well, you know, that's sort of, it's not really no. true, actually. Um, <laughs> Because when part of the reason why I thought about Ireland in the first place is because um, I had just gone through a breakup in Seattle Mm -hmm. and I was kind of looking around going, well, what's keeping me here? Although I had great friends and I had a great job. Um, But I was like, you know, maybe it's time to go home. Uh, But Vancouver is, I don't know, I was I was intimidated to move home without like having like a great job offer in hand or without a great plan, you know? Yeah. So I was out for drinks with this friend of mine who happened to be from Ireland herself. And she was moving to Dublin. Mm. And a few glasses of wine in, she goes, why don't you move to Dublin with me? Ah! Um, (laughs) And she, it just so happened that she was friends with um, who became my boss, actually, in the Dublin office. So the very next day, we get into work and we send off some emails. And that's really how it all happened. Oh, my gosh. So it was so cool. it was really nice because the literally the day that my plane landed, she was there waiting for me and it was like a friendly face and she yeah. showed me around. And then additionally, I also happened to have a cousin and her family that lives nearby as well. So I, I did have a, a bit of a support oh, network. Good. Yeah, no, that I think makes a huge difference because, yeah, moving someplace where you literally don't know anyone, it's that's intimidating, um, really starting from scratch. So when you have like a few people to kind of build up that kind of community around you, so much better. And so yeah. it is November now. Um, you have been there for over a year now. What's yeah. it been like? How, I would love to know like what, uh, yeah, what were like the first couple months like? The, the first couple of months were interesting because um, one, of the, one of the big challenges in Dublin is actually there's a major housing crisis, which oh. I think is a familiar story for... Like there's no housing, there's, basically? Well, it's, it's that there's, there's a lack of supply for sure. Um, and there's just a lot of competition for even like the really kind of not so nice places. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And prices are high, but it's, it's, I think, a familiar story for any of your listeners that are from yeah. Toronto or Vancouver. For sure. Um, so that was a bit stressful, just finding a place to live. But once I got that sorted out, um, everything else sort of fell into place. Mm-hmm. But then um, kind of the biggest challenge or the biggest kind of change that I encountered was when I decided I didn't really love the job that I came over to do. Oh, no. <laughs> and I decided to go into business for myself. Wow. Yeah, that is a huge change. <laughs> and I guess, too, another question is, if you decide mm, the job's not really, you know, right for me, why did you decide, like, because that's also a big decision, like, I want to stay yeah. here, and I don't have to, because I don't have a job here. Right. Absolutely. Well, what I really wanted, ultimately, was, and I had been thinking about it for a while, but I was just, I was too kind of hesitant to pull the trigger on it. Um But what I really wanted was I wanted something that I could take with me Mm -hmm. around the world, really, Mm -hmm. Um, because I found that I wanted to spend time at home in Vancouver, 
but I didn't want to use up all my limited vacation yeah. time to do that. Right. Yeah. And it's such a long flight. And, yeah. but in the, in that time I've developed like really important relationships here that I want yeah. to maintain as well. So what I ideally wanted was something where I could spend a few months at home in Vancouver, a few months here, a few months elsewhere around the world. Yeah. Um, so that was really kind of the push factor for me. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I sort of, um, I, I pulled the, the Band-Aid off. Yeah. I was really, really scared. Uh, but I, I started my kind of self-employment journey in August. So oh, wow. It's, it's, it's new, but it's been yeah. a few months now. Um, and I'm starting to get that kind of traction that's making me feel like maybe I can do this. Totally. So I guess let's uh, talk about what do you do? <laughs> ah, well, I do. It's kind of, it's a weird little niche area of tax accounting. Um, but because I trained in the U.S. and I worked for a U.S. Um, big four accounting firm mm-hmm. for most of my career, um, I ended up in this niche doing taxes for U.S. expats. Mm-hmm. And Americans are in a very unique category wherein no matter how long they've lived outside the States, they keep having to file U.S. tax returns. And that's different than other countries? It is, yeah. Um, and like for us, like for example, yeah. as Canadians, once we, generally speaking, once we kind of live outside of Canada and have broken our Canadian residency, mm-hmm. um, Canada says, right, you don't have any Canadian source income, you're fine. You don't, you're earning income that's you're yeah. in Malaysia or Australia or wherever, we don't care. Makes sense. Um, but I, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but Americans, on the other hand, they have to report all of their worldwide income and then apply all of these kind of niche um, tax concepts to kind of get out of paying U.S. tax on it when they're not living in the States anymore. So it's, wow. it's complicated. And most of the times they don't want to do it themselves. So they want to hire someone to do it for them. Yeah, that sounds like hell. I wouldn't want to do that by myself. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Absolutely. <laughs> like taxes and, and that kind of stuff is, is complicated and intimidating enough. And then yeah, yeah. having to deal with it when you're living all over the places. Yeah, it's, it's challenging. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think that's like one of the things that well, I mean, I rarely think about what I fantasize about us like moving to Australia where it's like warm all the time. I'm like, I never think about like taxes. Well, then again, I'm Canadian. So it sounds like it's a little bit simpler, but I guess for lots of Americans listening, yeah, you should think about taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So now I I would love, so I think that's awesome. Congratulations on being able to kind of quit your nine to five, start your own business as a, uh, you know, solo tax consultant. Maybe someone listening will maybe want to hire you because (laughs) it sounds really complicated. (laughs) Um, I would love to know, because you also mentioned in your original email to me that you also started your own blog called gracefullyexpat.com, which I think is awesome. What do you talk about on the blog? So I kind of talk about, so what I thought was, I didn't see a lot of overlap between two of the areas that I happen to be interested in and who the areas that I kind of follow on like the blogosphere and on Twitter, which would be like the financial independence community, but also the digital nomad and location independent community. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm kind of equally interested in both. um, And I want to, and I try to talk about like, just not just my personal stuff that I have going on, but it's in there too. But I'm interested in, how someone can pursue financial independence while also being a bit of a digital nomad or being location independent. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the advice that you get a lot of times would be very specific to people that are kind of very settled and buy a yeah. house, and do all those things. And yep. that doesn't necessarily apply to people that are hopping from country to country every few months. Exactly. And I feel like maybe the reason why that 
isn't as popular online is because it's a very new thing. Like people yeah. 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I mean, the idea of being completely location independent, living that life is like unheard of. Like Absolutely. things have changed so much because of the internet. And I'm really excited to see, cause like that is absolutely one of my ultimate goals. I would love to be able to kind of, uh, build my business in that I could literally live anywhere. That would be the dream. Um, working towards that slowly, but surely. Yeah. Um, but it's still such a new concept. What are some of the things that I guess if someone's like thinking about, yes, I would love to pursue that. Like, wh- like where do they even start? Well, I, I kind of approached it from the concept of I want to keep my expenses at a very minimum, like manageable level, because yeah. I feel like that I, I'm a pretty like I'm an accountant, so I'm pretty yeah. kind of financially conservative. <laughs> yeah. um, and I didn't want to be like I didn't want to be blowing through all my savings on this little adventure because I thought, you know, there's yeah. a chance as a new business, it's not going to work out. And or, or even if it does work out, it might take longer than you would hope it would. Right. Yeah. So I think for the first thing people um, thinking about making this kind of change should think about doing is reduce your expenses to the, just the maximum degree. Mm -hmm. Um, And then build up enough of like what you'll hear in the digital nomad community. They refer to it as like a runway. So Mm -hmm. build up your runway so that you have a good like six months at least of comfortable kind of minimal living expenses. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because that, that's what I had. And that kind of helped me sleep at night, even when I was getting really stressed out. Um, mm-hmm. so kind of, it's the same concept as an emergency fund, basically like a, an account that's just like cash savings, easy to access. Well, see, I don't know for me, I thought about it a little bit differently okay. than that because I like my emergency fund to be my emergency fund for, right. through emergencies for this. I wanted to plan, like, I'm happy spending this. Like, right. You know, I, I don't have to stress out about tapping into the emergency fund because this is for me to actually spend in case I don't make a single dollar. I see. So it's kind of like a secondary emergency fund for a very specific purpose and you shouldn't feel guilty about using it, but you still like the concept is still, if you use it, still replace what you use. That's, that's what I'm hoping to do. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever, like I'm, I'm a big kind of spreadsheet nerd, so I have a lot of spreadsheets. Yeah. Um, And I like to kind of, I like to figure out sort of what would be my break even point if my expenses are very minimal and let's say, what do I have to make per month to kind of just break even and not tap into anything? Um, and that's like, that's kind of like, for me, step yeah. one, if once, once yeah. I get there, I'll be happy. Um, and I think I'm getting yeah. there now actually. Yeah. And then the next step would be how can I actually bank some of that every month? Because mm-hmm. savings has always been important to me. Exactly. Um, and I feel like being kind of a, a pretty reliable saver over my career had gave me that kind of latitude to play around and take some risks, which totally. I'm really, really grateful for now. Cool. Okay. Well, it doesn't. So in your mind, is this something that's like easily achievable for like the average person? Well, <laughs> I don't easily. I don't know. Actually, Maybe not easily, but, but like achieve. Cause I, I feel like whenever I talk to people about, um, you know, financial independence or being able to work for themselves and stuff like that, there's a lot of, you know, thoughts about like, well, you probably like, you have to almost start from a privileged situation to be able to achieve that. Like, what are your kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. Right. And I feel Mm -hmm. like just by virtue of sitting here and having this conversation, like, obviously there is a lot of privilege that comes with that, but I don't think that you need to have been born with kind of the proverbial silver spoon to, um, to aspire to that. And like, I certainly didn't come from a background that had, you know, an extraordinary amount of wealth by any means. Um, But 
I would say it's, it's accessible if you're willing to make some compromises. And for me, like I'm a pretty, as I said, like I consider myself something of a minimalist. I don't really care about like fancy clothes or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Um, So I think for people that kind of want it all, they might look at it and go, well, I could never make X amount per month. So therefore it's off the table. And that's, that's okay. Like if that's their, their choice, but I think that the choice becomes more accessible, the more kind of compromises people are willing to make. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's true. And uh, yeah, the more people I talk to you about kind of this kind of uh, realm, especially like I just, you know, went to a conference and there was a, a panel about FIRE. So financially independent, uh, retiring early uh, community, which is really yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, it's, it's the overall concept was really just like keeping your costs low. Yes, it's important to earn and save, but really basically changing your mindset that you need to buy stuff, you need to own stuff and just yeah. getting rid of that, like, because that isn't like the goal. You're not, you know, most people don't want to become financially independent or retire early so they could finally buy all the stuff. It's usually so they can have that time to do what they want so they can travel and have experiences and stuff like that. And I think this is just like a huge kind of hopefully shift that is happening. I I do see it a lot more in people our age, uh, millennials that are more focused on like spending their dollars on experiences or just, you know, getting their time back. I know lots of people that, especially when I used to work in the corporate world, lots of people were like, I would much rather just have like less pay and more time off. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, hopefully this is a shift that is happening. And that's, to be honest, that's really what pushed me out of the corporate world because I, I was very yeah. lucky. Like I had a good job and it was, you know, I mean, it was one of these jobs where if you stuck with it, you were going to kind of progress along yeah. Yeah. and that's, that's great. But what I found was I was very demotivated by the fact that I had these limited number of kind of free yeah. days per year that I could really do what I wanted with. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know what, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. And even if I make less money. Mm-hmm. If I have more freedom of my time to go and spend time with the people that I love and pursue new experiences, to me, that's so much more worth it. Totally agree. hundred percent. And that's me saying this after like almost, almost at the one year mark of being self-employed and like, I have obviously earned less than I did uh, last year because last year I had my full-time job and my side hustle. Um, but I'm so much happier this year, even though I earned less because I finally got my time back. Or yeah. even though, you know, I tell people, I'm like, I mean, I worked a lot. <laughs> I worked a ton because it's the first year of business. You're just trying to figure it out and what works best for you and your schedule. But I got to make those decisions for me. I didn't have to be on someone else's time. And that's just so amazing. <laughs> And I have to say, like, I, I've been listening to your podcast for a while. And I, I remember the episode where you kind of announced that you were becoming self-employed. <laughs> like, I, I did take it as an inspiration. I really oh, did. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, I wonder how many other people thought it was an inspiration. They're like, I quit my job, too. I'm like, ah, good. <laughs> no, I think it's overall. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for you that you made that decision. It sounds like you have a... I mean, also, I think the thing that I always want to make sure that people, when they do listen to me or someone else talking about, 
oh, I'm self-employed now, blah, 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 living the dream. It's like, oh my gosh, please have a good business plan in place. Please start earning money on your business before you quit your job. That's the worst thing I could imagine someone quitting their job and being like, now I'll figure it out. It's like, (laughs) no, the only reason I was able to, like, I I was just talking to my husband yesterday because we had our monthly money meeting. And I'm like, he's like, the fact that you were able to, you know, pay all of our bills, our mortgage, we were to, we went on a lot of trips this year um, and everything, and I still saved and invested. It's all really due to the fact that I had a really good business plan in place. I am very diversified with how I earn my money. So it's not just like yeah. for one client or something like that. And uh, I made sure that I was earning a good amount before I quit my job. But it sounds like that's kind of what you were also, like you also made a good plan before you made that decision because it's a big decision to make. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I, I had to kind of jump into it and, and kind of prove to myself that I really could make it work. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm just getting to the yeah. point where I feel like I have proved that to myself now. Awesome. Um, because the, the first month I was kind of going, oh my gosh, what if, what if I don't get any clients? Yeah, that's like the first month for everybody. Like the first month I'm like, oh my God, what did I just do? This is scary. <laughs> And I like I I love listening to podcasts about like entrepreneurship, especially yep. ones by women. And I I love kind of when you hear the honesty of yeah, you're going to have those great entrepreneur days, and then yep. you're going to have those not so great days. And oh yeah, I know. Uh, and no one really you don't really think about that until yeah, you listen to an episode of someone talking about like this is real talk, people. Because yeah, like my first year has been great, but the summer was terrifying because it slowed down, and I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, did I just like run out of stuff to yeah do or or is this is this the end is this my I yeah okay <laughs> and then it picked up again you're like okay everything's fine everything's fine <laughs> um what so I would actually let, love to know because I talked a little a lot about me and I have to stop talking about myself so much um uh I would love to know kind of like what like what was your thought process uh when you were going to kind of leave your job and start working for yourself like what what was your kind of game plan um what what did you like how am I going to pursue clients how am I going to do this? Well, I, so it, it partially started out because I had a few, like I, I have local friends here, but I have expat friends as well. And some yeah. of them are Americans. And I just hung out with enough kind of really like smart, successful women um, and their friends and friends of friends. And I just kept hearing people talk about how they couldn't figure out this tax stuff. And it was yeah. just such a mystery. And to be honest, I felt like people were overpaying for advice that wasn't very good. Oh. Um, and I, I just went like, you know what? I could do better than that. Yeah. Um, and I could actually serve people that are kind of not just people like me, but it's like I thought about, you know, yeah. there's people like me out there that don't know how to handle this problem, but just want someone that they can trust. Um, so that's kind of where I, I started thinking mm-hmm. about it. And I thought if I could just get, you know, friends, friends of friends to yeah. kind of recommend me to other people like them um that would be something yeah definitely and then i i've i've you know expanded into trying to um get clients through like so through my website um i've been on another podcast as well that was more targeted towards like digital nomads Mm -hmm. i went and spoke at a digital nomad conference which was really cool um and it's just like things like that that i wouldn't have had the courage to do um Mm -hmm. kind of pre- sort of jumping in. I, and I, for me, I had to kind of end things with the former employer before I felt like I could be free to just 
fully pursue that kind of stuff. Totally. Yeah. And it definitely depends on, yeah, what kind of business you are going to pursue. Sometimes you're like, I literally can't really start this business until I end it. But it sounded like it wasn't like, okay, then I'll figure it out. It's like you had a game plan and you clearly also had money in the bank to kind of keep you afloat. Because that's the other thing that I think a lot of people don't think about is like there will be dry months where you don't earn anything or you earn like not a lot and you're going to need some cash to pay for your rent and your, you know, groceries and uh, not go into debt. And I think that's also also always the scary thing. It's like, I hope I never run out of money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's been, um, that's always been a big priority for me because growing up from a family that didn't really have a lot of excess money every month, Mm -hmm. um, it was always really important for me to have something in case of an emergency um, that an emergency doesn't have to equate to a financial disaster. That's always been a big priority to me. Absolutely. So are your plans to kind of stick around in Ireland full time, like for the foreseeable future? Well, that that question becomes interesting in terms of uh, immigration visas. Oh. Because countries are really happy when you work for a big name corporation. Yeah. But um, it's not as easy when you're working for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have yet to figure that out. But for now, like I'm going to go home and spend the holidays in Vancouver and go mm-hmm. skiing in Whistler and mm-hmm. do all that for a month um, or five weeks and then um, come back here for a few months and bounce around a little bit, actually, because part of my whole idea was to be able to leverage lower cost of living areas, um, yeah. especially for kind of months that might be a bit lower or just to kind of even out the the overall kind of expenses for the year. Mm-hmm. and surprisingly or maybe not surprisingly to some people there's a lot of really great places in europe that you can live for surprisingly super cheap cheap. for sure oh my gosh i know me and josh were actually just looking at uh because one of our dreams is like hey we're both self-employed uh wouldn't it be cool to live somewhere for a few months and just like do or you know just continue working or whatever and we've been looking at portugal and there's some actually some cheap places to live in portugal and it's amazing and beautiful and like, yeah, just on, off the top of my head, like I've been thinking about Croatia as well. Yeah, Croatia I've heard great things amazing. about Croatia. And I love Prague, place. so I might go back to Prague as well. And yeah, yeah. And the, the nice thing about it is everything's so close and the flights I are know. so cheap. You just so. like go there so easily. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm always so jealous when I talk to people from the UK. I'm like you literally could like take the train and go someplace amazing. Or for me, it'd be like, I have to plan this for like five years. And then it's like a 10 hour flight. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And that's that was part of my motivation as well, to be honest, is I was like, I don't want travel to be a once every five year. Yeah. It's important enough for me that I, I want it to be a regular part of my lifestyle. Totally. That's awesome. Well, I'm super stoked for you. I'm so glad you reached out and we had this conversation. It definitely kind of like put a little fire in my belly again to kind of like, <laughs> oh, right. Like this is one of my goals. Let's not forget that. Um, where can people check you out to learn more about you and your services and your journey? Oh, well, my website is www.gracefullyexpat.com. And within there, I have a blog. I have a work with me link where people can, awesome. if, if they have any U.S. tax problems or questions, they can schedule a consultation if they want. Um, and then I try to be fairly active on Twitter as well, which is also at Gracefully Expat. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Grace, for reaching out to me. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks, Jessica. It was super fun. 
And that was episode 142 and another episode in my listener series. Uh, make sure to check out Grace's awesome website, Gracefully Expat. Uh, and I mean, it's kind of good timing, actually. It's almost tax season, isn't it? So if you're listening and uh, um, need some tax help, especially if you're an expat or digital nomad and have no idea what the heck to do, she'd probably be a good person to contact right about now. So again, gracefullyexpat.com is where you can find more information about her and uh, how to get in touch with her. Um, So if you are listening and you're like, you know what? I have a story too. I would like to be on the listener series. I'm always, 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 always looking for new listeners to feature on my podcast. Um, I'm getting, I get so many great um, emails and tweets and messages about how people love this series because it feels like you're listening to someone you know or some, you know, a friend or a neighbor. And that's exactly what the point of this listener series is. I want to feature um, people that are just living their lives, doing whatever, but are managing their own money in different ways. So we all learn, you know, what other people are up to. So we can maybe take a, you know, piece here, a piece there, see if that works for us and just all get better with our money. So uh, it's super easy. You just have to get in ch- uh, touch with me over email, jessica at jessicamorehouse.com. Shoot me an email about uh, what your story is and how you think it would be a, a good fit for the show. And we will uh, chat it up. Um, oh yeah. So as promised, I'm making my way slowly but surely, giving every single person uh, who's left me an iTunes review a shout out. And uh, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue right now. All right. My first review is from Bree GF from the US of A. They say, thank you for providing a great show that helps people be independent and succeed. Well, you were very welcome. Thank you so much for listening and leaving me a review. Next up, we've got Neola from Canada. I came across Jessica's podcast while looking for a relatable and practical female perspective on money in Canada. She did not disappoint. Her podcast is a collection of all topics and all experts. I needed to cover all the basics and to get a ton of inspiration and concrete leads about how to make money uh, and save and uh, make it to that next level. I also love the community she's creating both on Facebook and through her in-person meetups. I cannot wait for the next event. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Neola. And uh, yeah, great segue. Hey, y'all. If you don't know, I have a Facebook group called the Money Life Balance Community. Always looking for new members is a support group for basically anyone who wants to learn more about money, get some advice, some suggestions, and figure out how other people are, you know, spending their money, saving their money, investing their money. Uh, and just go to facebook.com slash groups slash money life balance, and uh, you'll find it right there. All right, moving on to the next one, Lolita Z. ZZZ, that's why it looks like a Z, uh, from Canada. They say, or she says, great to find a finance podcast relevant to young Canadians. I've also discovered good resources and other podcast blogs through this one. Awesome. All right, uh, let's do a couple more. Um, this one's from Sarah Nade from Canada. Came across this podcast when uh, decided to reboot my long-term financial strategy. I'm glad you decided to reboot your long-term financial strategy. That's a great idea. Uh, the suggestions to save, side hustle, and even guest speakers Andrew Hallam have been exceptional. Jessica is great. I love taking my financial journey alongside her podcast. Happy face. Right on. And yeah, Andrew Hallam is the guy. He's my favorite uh, author, millionaire teacher. Go check that book out. Um, One more. 
um, from Upbeat and Positive Influence from the USA. It wasn't long after that I had discovered Jessica's podcast earlier this year that I had listened to and finished all of her episodes. I love the upbeat and pleasant tone of each episode. She really makes the interviews sound like she's hanging out with a good friend, which is one reason why I enjoy this podcast so much. The finance messages portrayed helps me stay focused and motivated on my goals. I learned so much. Missed this podcast over at summer break. I know. And happy to have my weekly dose of the Mo Money podcast back. Yes, I know. I know. But I have to take that summer break. Otherwise, I will have a mental breakdown because this podcast is a lot of work. Love it. I love it. But also, it drains the crap out of me. Uh, All right. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to do some more shout outs next Wednesday for my next episode. So thank you so much for listening. Also, make sure to check out the show notes, jessicamorehouse.com slash 142 for more information about the listener series in general and grace this episode's guest. But uh, yeah, uh, I'll leave you there and I'll see you back here next Wednesday for another fresh episode of the Mo Money Podcast. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.